1: Hey, my name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed this time round served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy about the famous female directors and screenwriters in Bollywood, the ones who are constantly on social media, the ones who might be star kids, the ones who are written about. But a recent compilation shone a light on some of the lesser known women in Bollywood. These women have fought very hard. They have fought tirelessly to make a name in a male dominated profession like Bollywood. Now, they may only be known to the inner circle. And they may not be splashed across glossies or indeed on social media, but their contribution towards making women's voices heard and changing perceptions that is immense. Now, let us see how many of these women you actually know. I'm ashamed to say I hadn't heard of any of them. Now, we start with writer, director, producer, Aruna Rajay. Now, I know Bollywood has loads of writer directors, Zoya, Meghna Alankrita, Reema Kagati, loads of them. But we're talking about one of the first technicians in the film industry. And you know what? Ironically, she was actually a gold medalist at FTII, which is the Film and Television Institute of India. Aruna Rajay, she says that I faced a lot of challenges as a filmmaker. Men don't like to take orders from women. That's it. Full stop. This is a very common thing in society. So why should Bollywood be any different. I had to work a million times harder than my ex-husband Vikas Raji, who was also in the business of filmmaking. But you know what? Once the crew realized that I knew my job, that I wasn't cutting corners, that I had done my prep, that is when they were willing to give me their time and their respect. But it took me a very long time to get there. Then we've got another phenomenal lady, Reshma Pathan. Anyone heard of Reshma Pathan? She's a stunt woman in Bollywood. She says that decades ago, male fighters would dress up as actresses to perform stunts and they would get paid double for it. So with my arrival, they were very unhappy. These men tried to discourage me and they said that, look, if you get injured while performing a stunt, nobody's going to marry you. She said, I just ignored them and I kept doing my thing. But after much conflict, they realized that I was here to stay. And she says, directors didn't trust me because you know they were like you are a female at the end of the day will you be able to do this but my work spoke volumes and she says that risky stunts to this day are not performed by the actors because an injury can delay their future projects right so now there are quite a few of us but when I started not a chance some not-so-well-known women who work in Bollywood behind the scenes and remain largely unknown and uncelebrated. Producer Dipti Jindal. Now, Dipti Jindal says that I started with Ram Gopal Verma's production house. There were only male 80s assistant directors there, just two, three of us. And she says that although Ramu himself didn't have a bias because he had hired us, but the seniors always felt that we will learn production se humko se khaengi, Then she says that on the sets, the crew used to Right? And she says that, you know, we were caught in a strange dilemma. If we put our foot down and if we wanted to get the work done, they would call us names. That is when I decided that I'd much rather do my job properly and be called names behind my back. I don't care. than give up what I had set out to do. Then she says things started changing for me in 2009 when I joined the team of Anjana Anjani with Sajid Nadia Adwala, sir. That is when suddenly I was given a lot of freedom, but I was still uncomfortable. Why? Because I know that the male ego is extremely fragile. Lightman, spot boy, forget the actor. These people would refuse to take orders from you on set. But then you know that you have to somehow make things work. The onus is on us to make things work. Because if you rub people the wrong way, they're not going to just give their best to the film, which is what ultimately you want." Upasana Chhetri is another AD assistant director. She says, I started as an AD, but I had a big struggle. You know, initially people would say that, oh, you're so beautiful. Why don't you come to our house for dinner and we'll discuss. Hein? She says, you know where this conversation is headed. So you have to be very strong if you're working in the technical department in Bollywood. She says, then I started getting calls. Yeah, okay, you assistant director, costume. Actually, you're a woman, you only know about costumes. So she says that today... I have come to a point where I call the shots on set where people trust me, directors trust me to execute their vision. I still face a lot of discrimination. My fight isn't over yet. But you know what? I'd like to think that I've made it a little bit easier for any other girl who fancies being an AD an assistant director in Bollywood. This is the most exciting piece of news or gossip I heard on the weekend And it feels apt to be sharing it on International Women's Day Zindagi Na Milegi Dovara 2 is set to be in the pipeline After the Akhtar, Zoya and Farhan realised how iconic this one was it was a romance, it was a road trip, a celebration of friendship which comes with its own challenges and LOL moments. Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara 2 is expected to be co-written by Zoya and Farhan, but this time round directed by Farhan. And this time it is three girls, three women who set out to have some fun to see the world while at the same time dealing with their own demons. Now Ketain Casting is still underway but Alia bhat is said to be unofficially on board. In fact, expect all the A-listers in Bollywood to lobby for the other two characters as well but you know what these actors they don't do anything half-heartedly they will only roll when first and foremost the script is completely to their liking Zindagi Na Milegi Dobara 2 has full potential to be as loved as celebrated as uh, the film jiska gana maybe abhi suna Six years ago in 2015, the 9th of March was a Monday. I know that. Poochia, Because it was my first day back on Sunrise Radio. It was the first day of my second innings. I remember when I moved to this country, ooh, nearly about 20 years ago now, I joined Sunrise and then I took a decade off, you know, raising two kids and doing a bit of television, writing a book, doing this, that. And then on the 9th of March, Monday, the 9th of March, 2015, I was back here. so much has happened in these six years. I remember when I came back, we were still in the old building, the iconic building in Southall. Now, of course, we are in these swanky new studios in Hounslow. We've been here for a while. When I came back six years ago, we were still a London station. Since then, we've gone national, and of course, we used to still use Radio Mission. Who remembers that? Now, of course, we have this very, very swanky software that I like to think of as Catherine Zeta-Jones. It's called Zeta, I believe. But you know what? There's one thing that hasn't changed, and I think it. hasn't changed over the last 25 years that I've been a broadcaster since I started in India. And it is the fact that I consider this a tremendous blessing that my job doesn't feel like a job. And you know who's responsible for it? You are. All the love, all the encouragement, all the support that I have got from family and friends, of course, from my MD, my friends and colleagues here, absolutely. Also I never fail to acknowledge the lovely Pam Sandhu. She went off on maternity leave six years ago and that is how I came in. But of course, most of all my listeners, you make the ride worthwhile. Thank you so much. Now, let's come back to Badla, should we? she took a moment to mark two years of this crime thriller with director Shoojoy Ghosh, apne abhi suna. Now this was the remake of a Spanish thriller, do you remember? The Spanish film was called Contra Tempo, The Secret Guest, and this was dubbed Badla, Revenge. Now a relatively niche film, nothing with Amitabh Bachchan in the cast can be called niche, I know, but you know what I mean. A film where the punch lies in the plot, the story, not in the song and dance and other embellishments that Bollywood is so fond of. In that sense, Nish, Badla released in 2019 and it raked in almost a hundred crores at the box office, which was deemed a big success. With Tapsi Pannu and Bachchan Sr. in the lead as client and defense lawyer who feel nothing but a deep sense of distrust for each other, Badla also had Amrita Singh and Tony Luke in pivotal roles. Now, you know what, crime fiction as a genre that makes money for the producers. This is finally coming of age in Bollywood. and increasingly if you have noticed, Bollywood remakes also feel the need to add their own masala and tadka. Twist ke upar twist for added excitement which may or may not always work. I'm thinking of a girl on the train of course. Achhi khasi kahani. Such a well written crime thriller you get not only in book form but also as a Hollywood film. Those are your reference, reference points. What do you do when you make a remake in Bollywood? Hi, that is not enough, yaar. we need to add a bit more excitement. And you add something which is completely at odds with the rest of the story. If somebody has read the book and seen the Hollywood film, you know what I'm talking about. In that case, why call it The Girl on the Train? You should have called it The Girl Who Missed the Train. <laughs> Second innings, hoti hai. That is when you've had a few years in a profession that you have chosen. You know how it's going to pan out. Then you've got kids and all of that out of the way. They are fairly grown up, fairly independent. You've got a support structure at home. I certainly do. I have to say a massive thank you to my husband here. And you know, you've got certain things going. So when you make a comeback and you come back to something that you once loved and something that was once your life, I think it is with a slightly different perspective. I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to let Bobby Diol explain it. You know, Bobby Diol is enjoying the best phase of his career right now. He retreated into his shell some years ago when good roles dried up. Bobby Diol slowly came back to his first love, acting with films like Race 3, mostly on the request of friends like Salman Khan, who felt that Bobby still had a lot to offer. Like in Bobby Diol's finest moments in recent years, they have all been on digital. From Class of 83 to Ashram, fans and critics are mostly impressed with Bobby's rather relaxed, And measured approach to his craft. Have you noticed? And totally accepting that analysis, believing in that analysis, you know, this chilled out vibe, this it comes with age and it comes with experience when you're not chasing numbers at the box office when you have nothing to prove to anyone else but to yourself when you have found your own groove your own beat as a performer it totally liberates you and you begin to relish the process of acting and then commenting on an award that he was recently given for his role in Ashram he says look awards have never meant anything to me you know why because I'm the legendary Dharmendra's son Dharmendra who won endless love and respect from his fans who was in so many blockbusters over the decades but you know what my dad never won a best actor trophy in his life for him it was the love of the public that was his most coveted trophy There's a brilliant story on how top-notch professionals from careers unrelated to showbiz, engineers, architects, especially those with an artistic flair, they are now flocking to Bollywood to indulge their love of films and use their professional skills, their acumen to make some money as well. Pots of money, in fact. There was a brilliant story I read the other day about a qualified architect, Khyati Kanchan, who now works as a much sought-after production designer in Bollywood. Khyati Kanchan says there I I was. an architect. I had my own firm. I was having a lot of fun designing all kinds of homes and holiday homes and things like that. But suddenly, I was bitten by the Bollywood bug. And I thought, why don't I use my skills to do something for Bollywood? Now, earlier, you know, there wasn't much attention paid to things like set design and costume design and all of that. It was all an in-house thing, right? But now, increasingly, Bollywood has streamlined all these professionals. And you have people who are dedicated only to set design, people who are dedicated only to costume, people who are dedicated only to the hero and heroine's costume, even things like that, right? It is that niche. Kyati Kanchan kaiti hai ki, every day on set is a dream. Now, she says that, you know, we are the people who execute a director's vision by working closely with the set designer. And she says the challenges are immense, but the adrenaline rush is absolutely addictive. We design the physical space where a scene is shot. It can be indoors, it can be outdoors, it can be in, in India, it can be abroad, it can be on top of a mountain, it can be in a fast-moving train. It is my job to dig up the character's backstory and decide how the set should look. If it is a room, then I have to decide things like furniture, accessories, curtain colour, texture, kitna neat, kitna messy, what's on the walls. Everything is down to the production designer. And then she says something fantastic. She says, if you notice my work in a film, then somewhere I have failed. In the sense that when you're actually watching a film, you should be so absorbed by the emotions, by what is actually happening story-wise, that you shouldn't really be looking at the walls. You shouldn't really be looking at the other stuff. So if you notice my work, then I have failed. And I think she is spot on. Immediately, I thought of Kalank. Now, I don't know if you've seen Kalank. Kalank, at least, I mean, everybody, the general consensus is that the film was a disaster because it, there was no story, absolutely no story. Even though it had Karan Johar's, uh, you know, exuberance, it had beautiful costumes, beautiful songs, great scenery. But I remember watching that, uh, Kitum se juda Ho ke hum ho Madhuri dikshit on the dance floor. This was meant to be a poignant moment in the story. You know, Madhuri's character, Sanjay, that's character, meeting after all those years. But because the story is so weak, so diluted that you end up looking at things like, "Hi, hey, look at Madhuri's Gagra, so beautiful, yeah, look at the mosaic design on the dance floor. Wow. And that chandelier. When you're noticing these things, alarm bells should start ringing in the filmmakers' heads. I hope they did. I want to ask you about a small budget film but with a stellar cast. It was called Ram Prasad Ki Tervi. How many of you know about this? I think it was doing the film festival circuit and people loved it so much that now it's going to be streaming on Netflix by the end of March. You know, grief, it is a strange emotion. It can often rip families apart or sometimes it can heal all wounds and bind people together. And reflecting on a family dynamic, specifically the Bhargav family dynamic after the head of the family passes away. Actress Seema Pahwa's first directorial titled Ram Prasad Ki Tervi. The Tervi, of course, is a ritual on the 13th day of someone's death, right? After someone's death. Now, this is a masterclass in acting. The ensemble cast includes Nasiruddin Shah, Supriya Pathak, Konkuna Sen Sharma, Parambrat Chatterjee, Vinay Pathak, Vikrant Masi, and the director's husband as well, Manoj Pahwa. Ram Prasad Ki Tervi, it streams on Netflix from the end of March. I think from the 31st of March and if you're into family dramas I tell you what you can't miss this Now, this man, he's known as uh, the actor's actor, the thinking woman's heartthrob and razor sharp in the way he can pick out stories that audiences more often than not fall in love with. And yet, Amir Khan, he has always maintained that commercial Bollywood has taught him the ropes of the game. Commercial Bollywood is what gave him the time and the space to reflect on what he wanted to do as an actor. All the films that didn't work at the box office, he says, those taught me more than my success story. And though Amit Khan sets the benchmark very high, even for himself, he never shies away from a full on Masalidar Bollywood Ghana. I mean, his song with Eli Avram, Harfan Mola, in his friend Amin Haji's film, this is likely to set the charts on fire. And fans are so happy to see that he's not gone all serious and boring. He's every bit the superstar he was in QSQT, only slightly more
0: mature now. You can catch Shevan Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays, 9am to 12 noon.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sunrise Radio podcast with me, Anushka Arora. So today, seeing as we just celebrated International Women's Day, I thought it'd be really nice for you to hear my chat with Miss India runner-up, and daughter of an auto rickshaw driver, Manya Singh. So, just a few weeks ago, Manya Singh was crowned runner up of Miss India this year. In this chat, she talks to me about her struggles and her aspirations. How are you feeling? Amazing. How's the last few days been for you? It's been crazy, right?
3: Yeah, but I'm enjoying it. Like uh, cool. I've been working hard for this only. Yeah, I'm
2: sure. I'm sure Samanya, tell us, um, this is from the UK. I'm from the UK. I'm from London. So we're Sunrise Radio. And um, I've been reading your story, it's been amazing. And all of a sudden one day, Manya Singh was everywhere, like the name <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, right, let's see, let's speak to Manya and uh, let's get a bit of an idea as to people who haven't heard uh, your full journey. So um, we'll talk about your winning moment in a moment, but I just wanna just go beyond that and um, you know, just get to know what it took for you to come to where
3: you are today? Uh, I'll start for the first question. That what was the feeling of my crowning when uh, they announced that PLCC Femina Miss India 2020 runner-up Manya Singh? I was like, okay, that's me. Okay, that's me. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and in whole the journey, like from the uh, place where we were standing until the crowning moment. I got so many flashbacks because this is not just a two or three years of dream. This has been like 20 years of dream Mm -hmm. and I've been working really hard. I've been working day and night and giving everything. Like I was giving whole mania into it. Like I am going to do just for Miss India, nothing else.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, Mania, you, before this, you were very much like, you know, you um, went against your parents, they didn't want you to do this, they followed you to Bombay. Uh, I mean, tell us about that bit of your journey, because that's quite brave of you to do something like that.
3: Yes, uh, when I left my home, like uh, at the age of 14, I left my home and I wanted to go beyond the uh, comfort zone and at 14 the journey has started like before 14 i got mature <laughs> yeah <laughs> after 14 i become a woman uh-huh. not a girl mm-hmm. so i knew my responsibilities i knew my dream that what i wanted to do i was very clear in my life and i was doing everything i was working in restaurants i was working in call center i was simultaneously i was uh, working hard towards my education because I know that my mother and father doing the hard work, the mm. equal hard work, which I am doing for my dream. Mm. So I knew that where I have I was prioritizing my both the work together, like my dream and my education, because I knew that if I will get educated, I'll have that sense of feeling and the knowledge so that I can speak in front of the people. Yeah. So that was my main motto in my life. And uh, now I've achieved it, but still I'm not settled that the rest feeling i'm still not satisfied i know that i have to go a long way i have to work really hard because now i am not just a mania or a miss uttar pradesh now i am something like people will look up to definitely so i'm looking forward that i'll give my best foot forward and i'll make, try to make this crown worth for me
2: oh how lovely how lovely Manya. like of course you come from like a background where even getting an education is like, you know, frowned upon in society or whatever. How did you kind of break those barriers? I know you said that you wanted to come out of your comfort zone, but that takes a lot of guts to do something like that. But um, I think the end result, we can see that here, but you know, that's very, again, very brave of you to do something like that.
3: For me, it was kind of difficult, uh, that it was not just about the support and the education. I come from very um, open have your opinion. It is like since because uh, in our family, big people like grandfather, father, husband, we have to follow their decision. If they have decided that you have to become a doctor, you have to study science. And if they have decided that you have to become an engineer, you mm. have to follow that. But for me, I was like, from the start, no, I'm not going to follow any of the decisions. I'm going to decide my own destiny. And I wrote my own quotes. That is, be the master of your own destiny. And I wanted to be that and I am today. So I will uh, forward this message to whole world that be the master of your own destiny. No matter where you come from, no matter what you have, everything is here in your hand. So work hard and go forward.
2: And what about your family now? Like, what's their reaction? I mean, they must be feeling so proud of you. Uh,
3: yes, my family are really, uh, they are very happy. They are excited in this. at the same time. They are getting more attention, like more than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Now people are like, uh, she's auto rickshaw's driver. She's Miss India. So that's a great thing because I'm getting recognized by my father's work. So I'm proud of it.
2: That's so lovely. How sweet is that? Now, Mania, of course. When you, when often, ladies and girls, when they enter pageants like this, I think the next thing that everybody thinks is showbiz, entertainment, Bollywood, Hindi cinema, movies. I mean, have you? Is it too early for you to think about something like that, or have you actually thought of if you want to do it or not?
3: Uh, ever since I thought that, just Miss India, but, but now I've accomplished it. So in twenties itself. I want to, whatever opportunity I'll get in future, I'll definitely grab and I'll give my best because now I know that whatever I'll do, people will see and people will definitely follow and people will, I want to leave that legacy behind that if Mania can do, I can do.
2: Oh, that's so nice. And what, like if you could, if you were offered a film in Hindi cinema, which actor would you just love to work with?
3: Uh, if i'll say that would be partiality because every actor works really hard and i know that whenever we shoot like miss india itself journey itself if we wanted to shoot just for two minutes it will like almost half day like i can say full day so they want perfection so i know that this this takes a long like a very very hard work so i would not choose one i'll definitely whatever my destiny will have any actor i'm going to give my best and i'll show my talent more than him and
2: okay fine so tell me which kind of movies are your favorites which hindi movies do you love and like as a, as a child what did you like watching growing up
3: my most uh, like the most favorite movies i have maricom um, i which motivates me along yeah. uh, so uh, secret superstar and we have english medium
2: yeah lovely really nice movies lovely movies um now mania going forward in terms of like what what's next for you like after this step you know you've been crowned uh miss india world 2021 but like what are the next steps for you and where do we get to see you uh
3: i am vLCC Femina miss india 2020 runner up so now uh, whatever future i've not planned anything i'm i'm just ready for more whatever it will be i'm going to jump on that and i'm going to show my confidence which i have in my backpack and i'll always try to make this worth crown i will not uh i'll try to make proud everyone so that's my motto so let's leave the legacy behind and that would be my thing so that's so
2: nice and i'm sure you've been keeping really busy doing lots and lots of interviews i've been seeing
3: yeah. I'm really excited. I'm I, I'm loving this because people are supporting me. People are trying to take my interviews. I'm so excited. I've never like thought about that. My story will inspire so many. So many. So yeah. I am so grateful for this thing. So yeah, it's going really well and I'm looking forward for more interviews like this
2: and when you come to london you must come to our studio you must come and visit us here we'd love to have you here
3: (laughs) sure 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 i'm just praying with god that i'll get those opportunity to go in london because i've never been international so yes i'm praying with god so i'll get this opportunity and i'll Definitely come at your studio.
2: Oh, I'm so so pleased. I got to speak to you today. I mean, I've just been seeing your name everywhere. Like everyone, like you said, your story is so inspirational. And like you said, if Mania can do it, then everyone can do this. Anyone can do this. So, um, I think. I think what what's one one piece of advice that you would give to your fans and anybody watching this who Who feels maybe sometimes that like they're stuck in doing anything, whatever it is, but you know, like not to give up?
3: Uh, You gave the advice actually. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give up. (laughs) (laughs) I want to give one advice to each and every person, not just a woman or a girl. I want to give this advice to be stubborn for your future, for your passion, be passionate and do not give up because there will be hurdle in your life. There will be something which will stop you behind, which will hold you behind. Just push it everything and just move ahead and work hard. And the most important thing that believe in yourself, if you will believe in yourself, people will believe in you. So that's most important thing. And wear your confidence like your jewelry and like your skin. Ah, oh,
2: that's lovely, Banya. Thank you so much for speaking to Thank us. You. Thank, Thank you, so you for much. having me. We'll see you soon, um, all over our TV screens, all over the world, international, global. Uh, may you conquer the world, Manya.
3: Thank you. Thank you so Take much. Care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Listen to our Bollywood queen Anishko Aurora from 12 noon to 4 p.m. weekdays on Sunrise.
4: Sunrise we are
0: almost
5: midway through this week's show Shay is online Bambi Baines is online as well on Sunrise Radio's Instagram if you are a near a device where your Instagram is live follow us and find us at this is sunrise Bambi send me that little request to go live with me and we can bring you straight up she is on the phone line but I'd like to do this at the same time if possible so if Bambi's sending through a request to go live with me we are about to get into conversation uh, there it is about her brand new single Dunya, with these outstanding visuals that go with the song and of course the production by Shay as well. Uh, here we go. She's on the line. Let me bring her up on the phone line anyway. Bambi da. Hey, what's happening, bro? I'm very well, how are you? Let me turn down my make sure your Instagram volume's down to the lowest it can be, yeah? Oh, Otherwise we we'll get nasty yeah. feedback. Are you? What how is are going you? on?
6: I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very well. I'm How's very life? well.
5: Thank you so much for joining us. You are my most return guest on both of my shows here on Sunrise Radio, number three this time. So, oh,
6: wow. So welcome oh back. God, yeah.
5: You have literally kept me <laughs> company over the last 12 months here on Sunrise. Dude,
6: it's, it's always a pleasure. It's always a
5: pleasure. Oh, wait. Well, listen, listen, we're going to talk about this brand new single in a second, but congratulations on that. It was released uh, two days ago now, on the 4th. Uh, we'll talk about the release date in just a second. And I've got a little game that I've uh, concocted to do with the release. State as well so hopefully you're going to play that along with me you have basically used these last 12 months to your benefit of being locked down i mean the most consistent releases the most development from an artist that i've seen over 12 months as well how has it been for you
6: Oh, It's been absolutely amazing. I think I finally feel like I've found myself as an artist, uh-huh. as a person. Um, I'm very, very happy to show people what type of artist I am, the real Bambi. Yeah. Um, it's really, really nice to put put everything that's in my head into visuals and, and sound. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon right now.
5: And it really has. We really have seen that develop, particularly in the last 12 months. Oh Na Na came out, it had a little sample of a recognised R&B song. You kind of went down that flavour. Then we we got retro rari, which just kind of literally flipped the sound and the look and the vibe and the empowerment as well, which I really enjoyed in that song and that video. But this Dunya, I mean, is stepping up the game again. You're multilingual. The visuals are all black and white. There's some there's some really strong imagery in it. I mean, what was the vision behind this?
6: Um the vision like is just following on from Retro Rari, you know the whole bad girl female empowerment theme um, i just want to make anthems for women to sing along to and to feel empowered by and even guys right um i guess Bunny has a song that's you know it's about people who've doubted you your whole life and you feel lack of confidence um and i just i think cuz i'm like one of the few females in the industry it's nice for it's nice to have a female artist have a song that's very hard hitting and very strong, uh, very strong. and And monday yeah. sees international
5: women's day as well which you know i always kind of question whether these days are needed but it's quite nice to have a moment to highlight and the last time we spoke you said that you were on the hunt of more female empowerment within the british asian music industry and you were talking about trying to champion producers and remixes and other singers and artists how are you doing with that have you found any traction within that
6: yeah absolutely um there's been a lot of artists that have really supported everything i've been doing um everyone's been loving the vibe that i'm on right now um and saying that it's better suited for me which is which is a really good thing that's great and
5: you seem to have found a synergy with shay the producer. shay shayad he used to be called
6: Shyad, i still have not claimed.
5: yeah so shay yeah, yeah, yeah. you <laughs> seem to have found a synergy with him as well so how's that working out is that going to be a, a long-term kind of relationship musical relationship
6: I think, yeah, do you know what? When I met Shay, there was never this plan to... It's kind of like having this Timberland and Aaliyah camp, you know, where they just gel together, um, and they just continued working, and they just made something absolutely phenomenal. And I guess that's kind of how we are. We just really get on. We have the same birthday. Oh, really? We act the same. Yeah, I'm literally like a female version of him. Right. Um, So the the vibe and the energy and the connection is there, and it's so important when you're working with people. Um, I like to work with people who are very humble, very nice, and just... can just have a laugh with, uh, and he's super, super, super talented, like ridiculously talented. Yeah, he, is. he really yeah. is. I love working with
5: him. And he's been grafting for a long time. I've known him since he was a young, young boy as a starting out producer, and I've seen him really come along. So he is—he's got a whole heap of talent that is yet to be kind of, uh, uh, kind of uncovered as well. So it's really nice that the two of you have found that synergy. Uh, I'm going to play a little game with you in just a minute, bambi But before I do that, uh, somebody mentioned you've come a long way since Disney up here. on now, what does that mean?
6: Uh, I haven't even been reading the comments. No,
5: I just Alex, saw it now. It I just wondered what <laughs> that connection was. Did, were you ever on Disney or do anything for Disney?
6: Uh, no, I auditioned for the Aladdin film, and that's about it. I've never been in Disney. Oh, so somebody must maybe have been there
5: with you at the uh, same time. <laughs> maybe they'll take me on for
6: Bambi. Maybe, good. maybe. I'll be, a, I'll
5: be a little
6: reindeer. <laughs> Bambi
5: playing Bambi. Uh, brilliant, yeah. that's fantastic. All right, listen, so I'm going to play the song in just a little while, but uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, I decided to kind of make it, because we've spoken a few times, I thought I'd flip this up, right, a little bit. So the song was released on the 4th of March 2021, which if you break it down is four, three, two, one. which I thought, by the way, was genius. So whoever was behind that was very very clever. So I thought I'd put together a game called 4321. So I'm going to mention words, just words, and you have to give me a rating from 4321 to your association with that word. All right? So 4 being the highest okay. and 2 being the lowest. It's really straightforward. Okay. Just the first thing that comes to mind. I'm going to keep it simple, all right? Uh, and it yeah. might get a little bit more complicated for you to have a think about, but just try and give me your first instinct. Four the highest, one the lowest. Four, three, two, one. Bambi Baines, are you ready?
6: Yes, Here I think go. so.
5: <laughs> high fashion. Hi-
6: high fashion.
5: Yeah. Um. Three. Three. Oh, I was quite surprised by that. Politics. <laughs> one. Desi <This> Conner. <laughs> four. Lounge wear. Uh, lounge
6: wear would be three. Marriage. Four. Oh,
5: interesting, Boris Johnson. <laughs>
6: Two. Uh, recycling. Four. Oh my God, I'm so. Are you super super recycling it. mad, yeah? I wash everything, I try it
5: and I put it all away. Wicked, wicked. I love I need to save the planet. <laughs> uh Feminism. The highest four. The highest four. Bindia. Ah, <laughs> uh, a three. Oh, okay, so you like Bindia, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 Chocolate. Four. Uh funfairs. Don't know why I chose that. Four. Uh, you like things. I oh, do Yeah, I'm uh, wicked. <laughs> Bhangra? Four. Bollywood? Three. Three? Oh, okay, cool, cool. I, for some reason, I felt like you weren't really that engaged with, maybe with the world of Bollywood, but not maybe musically. That's why I was kind of looking at it from that point of view. That was very interesting. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um,
6: but I guess I'm more into Bhangra.
5: Tell me what the dream is, Bambi, before I let you go. The ultimate dream. I know I've asked you this each time we've spoken about it, but I feel like it changes with you each time because you progress with each song and in each kind of release. So tell me what the dream is now. What's the next step for Bambi? Are you going to break into that kind of, are you going to start having your own products and your own lines or is
6: music the kind of focus? music is definitely the number one focus for now um i guess with everything else um there will be hopefully some things coming out maybe some beauty products i've been working into um branding and everything so far um but i'm not going to say too much yet and it's too early
5: make sure you come to me (laughs) first man
6: I will do. I'll give you some makeup, <laughs> oh, I look forward
5: to it. I look forward to it. Bambi, it's always a pleasure catching up with you. Congratulations on this wonderful track. The progression is phenomenal to watch, uh, particularly over the last couple of years as an artist. And the visuals for this song, let me tell you, I, it has blown me away. And I think uh, your team that made this video, if you want to give them a shout as well, please do, because it yeah, really yeah, is yeah. quite class. Yeah, I want
6: to give a big shout out to my partner for making this all happen, um, Big Bounce, the whole team, and obviously Shay, who's been amazing in the studio, been an absolute vibe. Mushad, um, who was the director of the video. Um, and just everyone who was there and supporting and all the radio stations um, yeah, just everyone who's involved in supporting Wicked Bambi, it's always a pleasure give my love
5: to the family and to Satch and everyone and hopefully very soon we might even be able to physically have you in the studio fingers crossed it looks like we're coming out the other end of this so (laughs) fingers crossed, let's make it happen all the very best with this song and the release and everything else that you do in the coming months and years, man
6: Thank you so much thanks for having me
0: and for a slightly different flavour, catch a Chana between 7am and 10am on Breakfast at Weekends. This is Anila Dami on Sunday.
7: I'm interviewing Caroline Noakes, Chair of the Women and Equalities Committee and Conservative MP for Romsey in Southampton North. Good morning, MP Noakes. Morning, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Many thanks for joining us this morning. I want to put to you first I spoke to the Women's Equality Party leader, Mandu Reid, and she said that this budget by the Chancellor is a sexist budget, that the 1% increase for nurses is actually a pay cut, and that women are collateral damage in the economic recovery. What do you make of that? Well,
8: the uh, Women and Equality Select Committee produced a report a few weeks ago now which had looked at the gendered economic impact, and I think Mandu is right to say that there's very clearly been a significant impact upon women, that uh, my committee was calling on the Chancellor to to take steps to address. Now, I think it's fair to comment that there were some bits and pieces in the budget that will be good for women, but also I'd like to see him have gone further. I would have liked to have seen him... More for the hair and beauty industry. I've always been quite candid mm. that I think they should have had a VAT break, the same as hospitality. I would have liked to see uh, places set aside for women in some of the retraining programs, so things like Kickstart the uh, lifetime skills guarantee. I think there's going to be a real need to make sure that women who are disproportionately represented in those sectors which have been shut down for longest, so the non-essential retail, for example, that we know the high street's going to be changed irrevocably. So let's look at those women who will need to be steered into new careers, new job opportunities, and think, well, can we prioritise them for some of the schemes that are already out there? Because I think it's absolutely crucial that we don't see women's employment opportunities flip back to something akin to the 1950s.
7: Mm, and I want to touch on the beauty business because so many have been impacted during the pandemic and yet Boris Johnson when he announced the reopening of personal care services there's the laughter in the House of Commons and by people on the benches, laughter by the men there when it comes to oh yes and you can go and get your hair cut. When women have been they're at the forefront of these industries. Many have been impacted so badly. Beauty businesses were, for women, were one of the last to open up. Men's grooming opened up much quicker than women's beauty businesses. Doesn't that infuriate you to see the people in your party laughing when Boris Johnson announces such a thing as personal care opening up?
8: It drives me absolutely mad. This is big business, 28 billion pounds into the economy annually, 300,000 jobs well over 90% of which are women. And I always say this, that uh, very often you'll get young women trained to be a beautician, they'll get their first job in a salon, they'll work really hard, they then might set up on their own as a mobile uh, beautician or a mobile hairdresser, mm. then go and rent premises, so putting money back into the economy, set up their own salon, employ other people. These are not small businesses These are not silly little women. These are entrepreneurs. They're female business leaders who are so inspiring and so determined and hardworking. And over the course of the last 12 months now, I've been saying that these are hygienic, safe businesses. They are people who have put in place additional measures to make them more COVID secure. And it drove me mad last summer when you were seeing all over Twitter and Instagram pictures of barbers doing weird things like nose waxing, spreading eyebrows of men, because nobody had thought to say you can't do that. So they said it to the women, to the female uh, beauty sector, know that all of that wasn't allowed, but not to the male sector. And so I thought that just struck me as a, a gross unfairness. I and mean, I was pleased that the, um, the sector will be entitled to larger grants, recognising the fact that last year they were closed down for longer, that they... In many instances. And I think of some of my local salons that have had to take out chairs, that have had to introduce gaps between appointments, so that there's a distance between customers, so that they've got time to clean down and make sure that everything is absolutely sanitized. But I do think that this is a sector that people have overlooked, and, and stupidly so. Um, I'm really conscious that these are brilliant hard-working entrepreneurs and if we don't support them they end up at the doors of the job centre and that is the last place that we can afford for them
7: to be. And of course you're really vocal I mean it's apparent and clear to hear for anyone listening how passionate you are about this. I just wonder why is Boris Johnson your leader not listening to you when you're on the Women and Equalities Committee? everything you're saying is making absolute sense are you banging your head against a brick wall when it comes to your party and trying to implement these measures and raise your voice
8: so i'm going to take you back to the international women's day uh theme for this year choose to challenge um and i spend every day of my life choosing to challenge things that i see as being unfair, as injustice and simply not right. I know that I have a platform, I'm very lucky to have a platform that I can use and I will use and will keep using. And sometimes people uh, listen to what I'm saying going, you know what, she does make sense. And other times they go, oh, she's talking rubbish again. But I have a voice and I know that there are, I'm going to say hundreds of thousands, there are millions of women out there who don't have a voice, who don't think that they're being listened to. So if I can channel their thoughts to uh, to the Prime Minister and across government, then I'm always going to do that. And, you know, with uh, age and experience comes a willingness to speak out. Uh, and I'm, I'm not afraid to do that. And sometimes it makes me hideously unpopular. And sometimes I get a, an email inbox that is absolutely flooded with people who say, you know what? Thank you for saying that. Somebody had to.
7: And uh, you touched on the digital aspect as well. And the government's created a good small business digital skills plan. But how will it ensure that it's female friendly?
8: So a lot of um, a lot of my concerns relate back to language, tone, attitude. We saw a few months ago a really unfortunate uh, advert, digital advert, put out by the government that showed women in stereotypical roles. So they were doing the ironing, they were doing the home schooling, they were doing the cooking, the cleaning, you name it. And that really frustrates me. We have to make sure that we are championing what women can do, what women can get involved in, which uh, in the language that they respond to and they welcome. And I'm gonna hold up an example. So mm. BT Openreach have been absolutely determined in not only making sure that a proportion of their new engineer recruits are women, but also advertising roles in a way that appeals to women. So instead of saying you have to be able to fulfill sort of, you know, these following 10 criteria, They've really emphasised that there will be training to enable you to fulfil the required criteria. There will be on-the-job learning. There's been a real emphasis around flexible working. And I think it's mm.
7: absolutely crucial that all companies
8: kind of look at that as a role
7: model. MP notes the Secretary of State for International Trade, Liz Truss, has called for flexible working to be normalised, giving employees the option for part-time or flexible work from home and job shares. Do you think that actually that needs to be legalized because the research found that actually having flexible working on job applications increases job apps by 30 percent
4: um so i think liz is
8: absolutely right it has to be normalized i'm also calling for it to be a legal right from day one. So at the moment, you can ask your employer for flexible working once you've been there for six months. I think it should be much more automatic than that. And I would love to see a culture of job sharing moving forward. And we know there are additional costs to employers for having job shares uh, in terms of national insurance, et cetera. And that could be one way to uh, make it more attractive to employers to reduce that national insurance burden, recognizing that you are enabling two people to fulfill a role instead of just one. And I think it absolutely is the way forward. I think the pandemic, if you're gonna take any positives from it at all, it has to be that we have learned that we can work effectively remotely, that we don't have to be present in person for meetings. We we all know that you can do it all perfectly well over Zoom, Teams, other platforms also available. And I think that we need to see the government actively encouraging employers moving forward to say, you know, what did you learn during the pandemic that you can implement for the long term?
7: And one thing I do want to ask you, because I know many people listening, I've said it a few times, that women are so crucial to economies and countries prospering. But just talk us through how, you know, some of the figures and stats, why are women so crucial? Because, you know, for some people listening, they might be thinking, we're just marking International Women's Day and talking about, women and you know it's just a one off thing. But actually in the long term and the bigger picture, women are crucial to economies thriving.
8: Well women are absolutely vital to economies thriving. We know that we went into the pandemic this time last year with female employment at a record high. And it's absolutely vital that we get back to that because we are contributing to the exchequer, we are enabling businesses to thrive and grow and succeed. And I think now feels like a very negative time, but actually we have to build back better. We have to make sure that women get their their rightful place in the employment market, that all of those work coaches and job centres are psyched up to find women new roles, perhaps in non-stereotypical sectors. And I think that's the big challenge. We have to get more women into STEM roles, into engineering, into science, we have to make sure that the opportunities that have always been there for men, uh, that there are no barriers to women. And whether that's about flexible working, whether that's about understanding that women may well have different and additional responsibilities in childcare and caring for elderly relatives, but mm. actually that can all be perfectly easily accommodated in the world of work, provided you're prepared to think about it creatively.
7: And just finally, yesterday the Health Secretary Matt Hancock announced that on International Women's Day, the Department for Health and Social Care will launch a call for evidence to improve women's health and well-being to develop a new women's health strategy. What will this look like?
8: Well, uh, so the consultation will uh, undoubtedly steer what the final strategy will look like. My response to the, the call for evidence is, thank goodness, about time too. We know that women's health priorities have been Uh, put on a back burner during the pandemic. And that's not acceptable. We know that women are waiting longer for things like reconstruction surgery after mastectomy. We know that there are real problems in OBS and gynae. We know that they Mm -hmm. haven't been able to take their partners into scans or uh, at the start of the pandemic, not even allowed to have them uh, for the early stages of labour. So it's really, really important that we get a full picture of what has been happening and also some of the historic uh, issues around female health, female reproductive health and I was reading um, a really interesting comment from one of the health ministers that was talking about the number of men that are involved in clinical trials and uh, on things like you know nutrition in pregnancy and you're looking at it, and what, what why do you have a man involved oh, yeah. in that trial mm. um, because it's obvious that uh, maternal nutrition is something that is only going to be affecting uh, Expect yes. expectant mothers um, yeah. and so it's absolutely crucial that the government uh, has launched this call for evidence celebrating International Women's Day and that we get some really positive outcomes and certainly everything that I've heard both from current health ministers and uh, former health ministers is that they're determined to, to get this done and I'm really really
0: appreciative of that.
7: Caroline thank you so much for your time this morning.
0: Thank you. Tune in every Sunday, 10am to 12 noon, for Anila Dami on Sunday, giving the British Asian community a voice on the matters of the day.
9: It is time for our beautiful single to get flirty at 8.30. They are on the phone right now and we are about to get them on. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Technical glitch. Hold on. Stay there. Do not go anywhere. I'll be here. you there. Hi. Hello, hello. How are you doing?
4: I'm good, thanks. How are you? All good. All
9: good. We have a lovely single person. Now, she's ready to get flirty at 8.30, but let me tell you what that means. Now, this person, this lovely person is single and looking for love. And Ooh. if there's anyone out there that likes the sound of Abby, we're going to introduce her properly in a minute. Then what you do is drop me a message on WhatsApp. Say the number is 0795 seven hundred two seven two. And if you like the sound of her, let me know and I will try and connect you guys up. And I want to have the first ever sunrise wedding as well. So... <laughs> I know you could Abby it could be you I feel I like I right I what feel like you
4: thinking? You I, I feel like go.
9: that I feel like that lottery announcer it could be you
4: yeah well, I've got a good feeling
9: <laughs> <laughs> So listen anyway this is Abby uh, Abby tell everyone uh, who you are where you're from and roughly you'd have to tell everyone your age if you don't want it but just say like approximately the age of the person you're looking for okay
4: um hi I'm Abby which is short for good um I live in High Wycombe um i've only just turned 40 but i'm still 25 at heart um i'm looking for someone maybe 38 to about 45 someone with a good heart someone who's loyal someone who can make me laugh
9: are they i was just about to ask you you, you yeah. took, the, took the words right out of my mouth the first <laughs> the kind of person who would be your soulmate. who are they like get really get flirty with this right now the kind of yeah. person who would sweep you off your feet what do you what, what kind of person would they be
4: So, yeah, uh, guys, if you want to do a six-day next Monday, let's fly to Rome. Well, maybe not next next Monday because we're part of a pandemic, but as soon as we can. (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's go. Let's get on that plane. Let's go and do a date like they did with friends, right?
9: Yeah, Um, why not, right? I think think that's a great idea.
4: Yeah. Um, However, in between now and until we can fly, I'm happy to meet you guys for a lovely brisk walk
9: um make sure it's not too hilly though because my leg might not be able to take it fair enough right okay cool no problem at all uh, there we go a bit of detail there for you gentlemen right an ideal first date for Abby would be to take her to rome <laughs> after the <laughs> pandemic of course uh not she's not that demanding i promise you uh, but anyway uh second question to you as well tell us one fun thing about you like why are you the coolest most amazing human being on planet earth that anyone be, would be uh, uh very lucky to be able to date you
4: I don't laugh at my own jokes.
9: <laughs> <laughs> she said while giggling.
4: <laughs> um, I'm I'm a very loyal kind person. Everyone in my family and friends can vouch for me. I won't let you down. I will always stand by your side. Um, and yeah, let's let's go and build that life together, right? Uh, we doesn't have to be in Rome. We we can just go to the local cafe. It's not a problem.
9: Fair enough. I like that. That's so sweet. Bless you. Uh, I think you've you've presented yourself very very well. And a question for you as well, right? What would you cook for someone a first on a first date? Like, what dish, Ooh. special dish, would you cook for someone on Ooh. a first date?
4: Definitely, definitely not spaghetti. Um, I would
9: say burritos. Doritos. Burritos. Oh burritos. burritos. I thought Doritos. That's, yeah. that's a crisps,
4: right?
9: <laughs> She's um, ladies and gentlemen, she just opened you a bag of crisps and then that would be it should be like, Yeah, <laughs> have some of these.
4: <laughs> We'll have some burritos
9: in hot and spicy salsa. Oh. Spicy jalapeno. Is that because the date would get a little bit hot and yeah. spicy? Oh. We'll have some
4: cheesy nachos. Nice. chocolate <laughs> cake for dessert. Nice.
9: <laughs> I like it. I like it. So what I'm going to say to all the... All right, that's my three questions to you. Um, anything else you want to share before we uh, put it out there to the lads?
4: Uh, stop hiding I know you're out there don't be shy and just get in touch with our bit so we can just get this show on the road and have the first sunrise wedding yeah
9: I love it I hope you are the first sunrise wedding that would be so cool (laughs) right so to all the gentlemen out there between the ages of 38 and 45 uh, if you're kind of like I guess probably sort of West London just outside West London based that would be ideal get in touch drop me a WhatsApp right now to all the single men out there aged between 38 45 sort of West London or just outside West London based uh, drop me a WhatsApp right now 07925 700 272 and what I will do if you are suitable for our Ubi here then I will set you guys up or get you to exchange email addresses and then you guys can set up a first date where you could apparently have um, hot and spicy salsa burritos uh, and possibly Doritos maybe as well <laughs> who knows what else could be on that first date Ubi uh, any, um, any kind of other things? Last thing as well that you want to tell everyone about you in terms of what you like, what you don't like.
4: Um, there's not a lot of things that I don't like. I'm very open-minded. I come from a very liberal family. Um, yeah, just really, 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 really ready to kind of take the next step in my in my life and find that special someone. Um, and also, you know, a bit of backbone. Um, you know, go out as couples and have some fun and let. us let's you know let's uh, let's
9: build a life together right you shy? I, I think that's amazing i love it i love it abhi thank you so much for taking part you have been a superstar thank you Thanks for getting flirty it. at 8 30.
0: catch our love guru amit soda between 7 p.m and 10 p.m every sunday for that chill out zone